welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. I shall bring this word so that as we start up this year, uh, we should know that as Christians, we ought to stand strong all the time. We ought to stand as a gap uh, for our families. Um, our passage this evening, actually, it was going to be from four verses, but I'm going to read some other uh, random verses to add to it. And the topic is, Noah's obedience sustained the human race. We know the story of uh, several times I think we've heard about or must have read the story of Noah. We saw how the Lord, the world was very, very wicked and because of disobedience and, and, uh, and the Lord decided now to, uh, uh, that he was going to wipe the earth, going to destroy the earth because of wickedness. But uh, let me read these verses first before I come in with our, our message this evening. Um, Genesis chapter 6, verse 3 to 8. Genesis chapter 6, beginning with verse, verse, uh, uh, verse 5 to 8. And this is what verse 5 says. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the earth, for it repented me that I have made them. And then verse 8 says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I want us to know just a little bit. I will not really go detailly about telling or trying to tell who actually Noah was, but I want to talk about Noah in relationship from, uh, which is with his father or his background. So who is Noah? According to Genesis chapter 5, verse 28, we see that uh, it says that, And Lamech lived 182 years old and begat a son. So Noah, actually, he was the son to Lamech. Lamech was the great, 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 great grandson of Cain, who actually killed his brother Abel. According to uh, Genesis chapter 4, Verse 8, then we see Lamech also, that is Noah's father. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 23, he was confessing to his two wives that he had killed a man. Now, you see, from the time that Adam sinned in the garden, sin was increasing. You found from the time that Adam rebelled against God. Now, you find it goes on, you see that, Adam's son, Cain, killed the brother. And you go on to see that the connection between Adam, it, the, the, the connection and, and the increase of sin was going on and it was increasing every day and every day and every day, even up to the time of Noah. So during the time of Noah, wickedness was increasing on the face of the earth and every imagination of the thought of human heart was only evil and evil and evil. And the Bible says that evil continually. That means that the best thing that man can do, the best thing that the natural heart, the natural man can do is only thinking about evil. Verse 6 of our text, verse 5 of our text says, And God saw that the wickedness of man 
was great in the, in the earth. And that every imagination, meaning that every thought, every thought and everything that humans were imagining in their minds was only how to do evil. How to continue, how to do evil. And this went on, the Bible says that it went on continually. Continually means that it's something that they live on. It's a habitual lifestyle whereby they find comfort in thinking only how to do evil. The world we live today is not different from that. People's hearts are so saturated, it's flooded with ideas on how to bring destruction. Destruction against God, destruction against God's creation, and destruction against fellow human, human beings. That is a mind, a natural mind. It thinks only on destruction, on destruction, on destruction. And just so we know, when we have that kind of mind, that set of mind, that thinks only evil and only evil, God knows and God is not happy with that. And God is not happy with that. So we see in verse 6, verse 6 says that it regretted that the Lord, it regretted God why he had made man. So God was sitting and looking at this, this increase of evil, an increase of the thoughts of evil in man. And God looked at man, and God is kind of like, like a, it's just like a father or a mother will look at the son. Am I really your mother? Did I really bring you into this earth? Because you are so different, you are contrary to me. The things that you do does not in any way conform to my ideologies as a father or as a mother who actually brought you. So God looked at man and regretted why he had to make man. This is not a good thing that God should look at man that he created and will regret why he made man just because the context of the heart of man is just full of evil. And so this to say, I want to caution us that brothers and sisters, Paul actually, as a matter of fact, Paul says in, 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 uh, in uh, Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, Paul warns us, he said, we should not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but should, we should what? We should be transformed by the what? By the renewing of our minds, to renew our minds. So therefore, each time a child of God, you find this thought, this evil thought, popping into your mind. What you have to do, you have to renew your mind with the word of God. You have to remind yourself and tell yourself that in you, there is no place in you to be harboring all these thoughts. Because the truth is that when you harbor a wrong idea in you for so long, when you harbor this thought, this intention, this negative intention, this wrongful intention in you for so long, you know what? The next thing will be that it will start to hatch. And when you start to hatch, that is when you start to act according to those wrongful thoughts that are harboring in your heart. Okay? So the Lord regretted why he had to make man. Now we go to verse 6. And verse, in verse 7, verse 7 says that God vowed to destroy man from the face of the earth, including everything that he has made associated to man. So God was very, very angry. And God wanted to completely erase man, destroy man completely out of the face of the earth. Why was God planning to do that? Because God saw that the heart of man was desperately and desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. When the, the heart of man is in such a desperation of wickedness such that man is always and always and always looking for evil to do. Thinking of evil, planning of evil, orchestrating evil to carry out 
the evil act. And God sees the content of our heart. And God is not happy. God is not happy. So too is the situation here. During the time of Noah, God saw that the heart of man was very, very wicked. And God was not happy. And he repented why he created man. And God now planned now to completely erase man from the face of the earth. And then we see in verse 8, but verse 8 tells us that, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, this, Noah was the only person actually in the whole population that was in, on earth during that time that pleased God. Because the Bible says he's the only one. I mean, there is no other part of the Bible that tells us that Noah and another person, that there were two. Noah was the only one, him and his family, in his household, that because he pleased God. So I use this also to tell us that, listen, the world may go the way they go. The, the world may engage in all kinds of evil. But as us Christians, somebody has to be as that remnant of light that will shine in darkness. We need to make the difference as Christians. We must not follow the, the, the chorus that the world is going. We must make the difference. You know why we have to make the difference? Because we are God's children. We are the light. God shine his light on us so that we shine the light to the those in darkness. So that even though the world is going the way it is going, even though the world is rebelling against God, planning all kinds of evil to bring destruction against God and, and against God's people, we as that beacon of light need to stand because this light is shining and the darkness has given way in this room. So that is how we Christians have to stand in our rotten and wicked world today. Just as Noah did. Now, the question is, why, 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 did, God, why, why did Noah found grace in God's eyes? It is true, Noah actually was still in a human form. And being in a human form, there is no way that you tell me that Noah was not making mistakes. Well, Noah believed and trusted God. And, and, and because God's, Noah found grace in, in, in God's eyes, it is only through our belief in Christ Jesus that we are given righteousness. Noah was righteous and walked with God. I want to read uh, verse 13. This is what verse 13 God says. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So therefore, on the basis of this verse, chapter 6 verse 13, we, I can make this natural inference that Noah was not a wicked man. He was not a corrupt or violent. He was not corrupt or violent. He did not live like a rebel against God. So God, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord because he trusted God. So listen, we can also find grace in the eyes of the Lord if we put our trust in him. So that we will remain only that remnant. We might remain the only remnant, the only hope in our family that God can look onto and then be able to have mercy on our families. We can be that only hope, the only one that because of you, because you fear God and because you trust God, God's grace can be extended now to those people that who don't know him yet. And we see in verse 18, because Noah actually found grace in God's eyes, we see in verse 18, the Lord says that, but with thee I will establish my covenant. And this is a covenant that the Lord established with Noah because Noah trusted God. 
Noah loved God. Noah was obedient to the Lord. God says that, he says that, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. So the Lord established when he gave orders to Noah that he was going to, that Noah should build an ark, God promised he was going to destroy the earth. But he says that, Noah, I'm going to spare you, you, you and your household, that you are the ones with those pair up of animals that I'm going to tell you that you will enter into that act. So we see now that because Noah actually, because of his obedience unto the Lord, the human race now was sustained. Because were it not that Noah actually trusted God, were it not that Noah actually feared God, I think God should have erased the whole human race from the earth, but for Noah. So we also can be as a blessing to those who are family members. We can stand the gap for them. We can pray and intercede for them. We can stand that gap for those, the stubborn family members who don't want to believe. For the stubborn family members who don't even want to hear anything about God. We can stand the gap for them and pray consistently and trust God for their salvation. God can do it. And I'm about to run up now. And when, we, when you go to verse, you read Genesis chapter 7, 21 to 23. Uh, this is what it says. Genesis chapter 7, 21 to 23. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was a breath of life, of all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven and the earth, uh, and they that were destroyed from the earth, and Noah, now it says that, and only Noah remained alive, and they that were with him in the act. So only Noah was alive, him and his household, and they that were in the act. And the question is, why was Noah alive? I just said it. Noah, God spared Noah and his household because Noah trusted God. Noah believed God. Noah did not go, he did not follow the masses, what they were doing. Noah knew that he is a child of God and he stood his ground and trusted God right up to the end. So, fellows, brothers and sisters, let us also stand strong as Noah did and trust God, even though wickedness is increasing in our world today. Even though the level of apostasy that is falling apart from, from the faith is increasing, my brothers and sisters, let us stand strong. It is true, God is not going to bring flood again. But if you read this text, you will see that God says that the next thing that he's going to do in terms of destruction is what? Is fire. God is going to judge. And those whose names are not in the life, in the book of life, will do what? Will be cast into hell, which is a lake, lake of fire. That is the second death. Destruction is, is still coming. Doom is still coming for anybody who, who refuses and is allowing his heart to build wickedness, to build evil and to plan evil and to go and, and bring destruction to the things and, and, and the, 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 that God has created and even unto the Lord. So we need to stand the gap for our family members so that they should not be cast into the lake of fire. We need to stand the gap for our children. We need to stand the gap for the gap for our wives, our spouses, our family members, our friends, our church members. We need to stand the gap every day for our neighbors, for those who don't know Christ. We need to be that light.
So that when they see us based on how we talk, how we, our comportment, the way we do our things, light is light. Light cannot become darkness. So whatever we are doing, the kind of lifestyle we do as we invest for the Lord, somebody will see that you are different. And that is the truth about Christianity. Amen. So my prayer is that, brothers and sisters, keep on holding on to the cross. Don't give up. It is true. Difficulties will come. It is true. Painful moments will come. It is true. They will laugh at you. You will be isolated. They will call you names for the sake of Christ. But you know what? Keep holding on to the truth and not give up because the day is coming. A day is coming just as the days of Noah. The days, the day is coming. So I want to end to say that stand strong. The race is not easy. But you know there is one thing that encourages us every day because Jesus Christ promised that he will not leave us alone. We are not by ourselves. We have a God that at any time we call on him, he is going to answer us. So don't give up. Don't give up. This year, my prayer is that all of us as members of Broadway Baptist Church and as the elect of God, that we will stand strong regardless. We will stand strong and look only onto the cross regardless and move on. Because when we stand strong and move on, God will hold our hands and will direct us and we will make it to the end. Amen? Let us pray. Lord, we just want to thank you so much for this wonderful service this evening. We pray that, God, you will take the glory, you will take the honor. And, Lord God, you will strengthen us, O oh God, as we put our trust on you. You are God and you are our maker. It is only in you that we live, Lord. Father, hold our hands and direct us. Show us the way. Shine your light on our path continually that we will see the light and continue to walk in the light. Lord, may you bless us. Even as we're about to go home this evening, Father, may you take us home safely, bless our week, and God, give us a sound sleep this night. For in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.